you're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad and I'm sitting looking out and I could be looking out over Dublin Bay but I'm not um, I'm sitting looking out over Lake Huron and I have a lady who uh, would recognise Dublin Bay if it was here and that's clean in the air on um, from Malahide Carmina Margaret, and thanks so much for Does having me. Does it look me. familiar? It looks familiar in one way that there's a great expanse of sea and there's a kind of a monstrosity of an architectural eyesore in the way. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and, and the, <laughs> so, which Puppy is the Bay! <laughs> <laughs> That's the familiar part. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, yeah. indeed. A pleasure to meet you. Great to meet you too. Um, we're here at the Godridge Celtic Rose Festival, Emerging Artists. A um, bit about yourself, a bit about your music, and you're now based in Switzerland. That's right, I moved to Switzerland about 20 years ago, so I've been all around the world. M- music has taken me um, on a quite an amazing path, and as a young girl, I was, went to an all Irish school. I loved Celtic music, um, but there was nobody playing the cello on it right. at the time. It was always fiddles and flutes, and I wanted to play the cello, so I took the cello, and that became then my path which was the low instruments and yeah. but then I had to study classically and at the time I even had to go abroad because there wasn't a third level way to study music and so I went to, um, to the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester yeah. and then I came over to Canada and I studied, did my masters in the L'Université de Montréal in the French okay. University, Montreal. Okay. And uh, afterwards, I went to Switzerland, and um, I've been there, yeah, for over 20 years. And met a man, I got a job, and but what happened really? Um, I always loved Celtic music. And it kind of took me a while to realize how I could put my two worlds together. I'm a classical conductor, I compose, I teach in a music conservatoire, and that's all much more the classical end of things. And yet there's this kind of longing for Celtic music that's always been there. So actually, it took literally a bang on the head for me to wake up to what I was supposed to be doing. And um, if you're familiar with the the styras in, in uh, Ireland, they're the wooden ladders that go up to the attic. Oh no, on the stair, on, on the stair, Susan Styra. Susan Styra okay. is up the stairs, oh, Susan Styra, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, anyway, my mother asked me to get something from the attic, I didn't know what I was doing, and out popped the ladder, hit me on the head, floored me, and um, really, like, it was just just after Christmas in Ireland, and it kind of, just one of those moments you think, oh my God, I think my life could have changed, and I hope it's not, you know, a head injury, like for, my son was with me at the time, and he, he, um, he said, mom, are you okay? And I said, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I had a woolly hat on, because it was winter, and um, he took off that, he said, are you bleeding? I said, no, no, and, and then he took off that, mom, you are bleeding, and I thought, oh God. So first thought, he was four at the time. Right. Can I still be a mom? Second thought, will I ever play again? Because you don't know what's it going yes, to do. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. A head injury, you just really, you just don't know. And so, um, anyway, long story that I, you know, eventually got into the hospital, hours and hours of waiting and, and everything. And I was seven weeks really out of it with concussion and really kind of a fear as well that I wouldn't come back that night. Right. You know, it was really like being on a boat um, the whole time, even lying in bed. And um, it really... But in that time, I decided if, I, um, if I'm getting out of this, I want to record something. I had been playing music my whole life, but yeah. never recorded anything. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, if I get out of this now, I'm going to 
um, make an album and I'm going to record it and it's for my son but I'm not interested in doing the classical repertoire which I studied my whole life it was really this yearning for my roots and for Irish Celtic music the songs I had um, from my childhood and so that's my first album the Celtic cello right. which was um, which came out of that and it did and it's a happy end to the terrible story that I, I recovered and I, I launched the, this project on St. Patrick's Day 2018 the, the Celtic cello I opened a Facebook page and uh, and it went from there so that was uh, a kind of a so literally you had sense knocked into you I had sense knocked into you well it was a wake up call do you yeah, know it's like I what are you doing and it's, it's terrible to, it happens to so many people what, you know, what are you doing with yeah. your life and I would you know ask anybody listening to this to not wait for the you know the bang yeah, yeah, head yeah. but actually think about it you know there might be you might want to write a book you might want to tell somebody that you love them you yeah. might want to travel you might want to go for a cookery course like anything that you just really want to do just do Why it you find your passion yeah I know and really do it yeah um how long did it take you to get over the concussion? Well, there was a seven weeks initially yeah. when, when it really, and I had an amazing cranial sacral person who worked with me, and she was just because you're kind of losing it, you know, two weeks you think yeah yeah, and four weeks you think God maybe this is it. Yeah, like. I know. And then seven weeks it kind of cleared that I felt I could go back to work, um, but I still have you know when I'm on a boat, I have to I have to say okay it's okay it's the boat and that's rocking me now it does it's a flashback like a little bit of PTSD maybe it is yeah it probably is it's just this feeling of I'm out of control and you know so it's a big deal you know to just get on on, and then I'm fine I think okay it's the boat and it's not me Um, no reason I'm saying that is my wife fell off the bike oh god and got a bit of concussion and you know her confidence it has yeah. it, it's taken quite a while and it does, it's yeah. still gradually still building up it's yeah. not fully there yeah. and that's two years at this stage it is and, well, I, yeah. and I mean I remember when I went in to, for, to meet the person and she gave me a form the, the, the therapist fill in the form and I just looked at this form and think I don't know if I can write my name it was yeah. just this kind of the blur yeah I just don't know if I can do this and yeah. so yeah and it's a confidence thing yeah. can I get on a train can I you know go into town and out on my own like yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. on that basis given what you do and if you're standing up in front of an orchestra and you're leading the orchestra mm-hmm. um, an awful lot of responsibility yeah. and a lot of responsibility down to the beat Yes. And yeah. then when you get up on stage and you perform as a Celtic cello artist, yeah. um, very exposed. Yes. Like in, different, in a different, in a different way. way. Yeah. Uh, so in both situations, um, emotionally challenging. Yes, but absolutely thrilling at the same time. I, I love conducting and I never get nervous conducting because I'm so busy thinking of everybody's parts and bringing it's like you're, you're if you went fishing and you caught 50 fish at the same time and you have them all on the line and you're pulling them in and you're kind of guiding them all at the same time into shore right. that's the feeling of conducting so you're just busy and you don't have a, I don't have any time to be nervous I'm in the music and I love the sound of lots of people playing music together it's, it's right. amazing and then for the cello um I mean, relatively to my career, it is quite a new project. Um, it's, well, it'll be five years, but I mean, it's, you know, to grow into something. Um, and I do get nervous. 
Um, so what I do is when I go on, I play the piece I need to play <laughs> to calm down first. Yeah. I open the space and then I think I'm just going to just do what I do. And it sounds like it's already a piece, but I'm actually just cre- opening the space, breathing into the space, yeah. connecting with the people. And so um, that's, that's how I deal with that. We should say that the little bit of music that's starting in the background is quite interesting because the group that are playing it are Japanese. So this is going to be floating in the background. So it says, the listeners can say, they're a a wonderful group of three, Ojizo, I think they're called. And uh, so that music is Ojizo and they're from Japan and they're here at Godridge. Um, So here at Godridge, you also got to collaborate with a number of the other performers. That must have been a thrill. That was absolutely thrilling. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. So there's wonderful singer-songwriter Joe Jenks, yeah. and he asked me to join in on, on one song, "The Moon of Over Skibbereen." Yes, and we will share that. We're yeah. sharing that with the listeners at some stage. Great. I don't know whether it's yeah. at what point, but great. because we had a Absolutely great conversation great. with Joe. Yeah, Joe's fantastic. So he asked me to join him on the main stage, and and then cherish the ladies, yeah. who are so amazing and so much fun and. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful bunch of people. And jo, Joni Madden yeah. is such a warm-hearted, amazing musician. But just, she takes time for everybody. She has something good to say. Yeah. And she's great crack. I just love her so much. I'm really inspired. I'm so delighted I got to she, And that, I think, you know, you, when you see Joni, yeah. she is what you would have to class as an ideal mentor for anybody. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, in so many different levels of yeah. music, not just the playing. Oh, yeah. But in her whole... The way of being. Of who she is. Yeah, and yeah. how you are with people. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. this joy that she exudes, this vibrancy and this yeah. joy of living. It's really phenomenal. Do you miss Dublin? I do. I do. You know, I mean, there's, Switzerland has changed in the last 20 years. I think thanks to the internet that it's kind of opened people's way of thinking up. But um, I remember when I first went there, there was a, I was waiting at a bus stop. And, I mean, they have the bus. It's not like the 3 o'clock bus. It's the 3.08 bus, you know. And there was a woman waiting with me. And she started to get really antsy because it was 3.09. And she was getting really thick, you know. And, I mean, it's just like, this is a different world. You yeah. can get fed up already that there's, there's a... The bus is late and it's one minute late. I would think, come to Ireland, you know. Um, but that's not what I mean. I just remember like, going into a shop and do your shopping. And I remember I had a bouquet of flowers and it was in Tesco's or something. And I just at the checkout and the woman there saw the flowers. She said, oh, they're gorgeous flowers. And I thought, oh my God, everyone just goes like family. You know, just to make a comment, to, oh, you're bringing joy to somebody. But to actually say it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's what I miss. You can't really put your finger on that, but that feeling was when you go home sure you know everybody kind of anyway yeah you know it's yeah. and there's a banter Irish. there's a banter there th- is. that you don't get anywhere else yeah you don't get it here yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. you oh, and, and you when, well, when you were in Montreal, yeah. you would have found as well that there's and it's not that there's a formality here, yeah. but there's a reservedness. Yeah, possibly it doesn't happen so quickly that yeah. you're that you're um, having a laugh at the other person's expense in a kind way. Yes, it's never. They don't it's get never that. Never mean. No, they ever. don't get that. No, it's a, it's actually a form of bonding. Yes. Um, but the, the, yeah. the worse the insult, the closer you are. Exactly. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. 
yeah, she only called me something great last night, and I thought, yes, she must really like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, in Switzerland as well one of the other um, things I know my wife's sister lives in Switzerland and it's very much there's four different cultures as I understand it and well it's there's four different languages officially yeah. but um, culturally I'd say three mainly which yeah. would be well you might say what there's the French and there's the German and then there's the, the Italian but there is kind of the, the expat as would yeah. be kind of sprinkled through that as well and there's retro Romanish is um, the fourth official language, but it's a bit like in the Gaeltacht that okay. you have to go looking for it. Right. If not, you wouldn't say it's a cultural influence on right. the main right. stream. Yeah. And is that a challenge? No, I love that. Like, uh, because, you know, if you have French, because yeah. do you have to be able to communicate in German in one section, or do you need to be multilingual? You actually don't, because the Swiss people love practicing their languages. Okay. So they, I mean, I was lucky when I went first, um, and I lived with a family who spoke Swiss German. I had German from school anyway, but I, so I got into that, but, um, and I had French also from Montreal and from school. And so I was kind of aware, I found a way in quick, quick enough, and I worked with children who right. don't speak anything else. Right. But I know people who've been there as kind of expats for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, and they don't get a chance to learn German because their workplace is in English. Yes, yes. And yeah. everybody speaks English to them. And you just have no hope. You yeah. really don't. Yeah. So I was lucky that I found a way, yeah, working with kids was yeah. a big plus. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so musically now, what have you on the horizon? Well, I have a very exciting project coming up. Um, Martin Hayes is my has been my mentor for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and I conduct an orchestra in Bern. And I said to well, Martin, "Would you be interested in coming over and we could do something together?" Well, I would. Yes, I would. So we wrote a show together. It's called the Westerly Edge, and it's Martin. So it's for Irish fiddle and chamber orchestra, and he's coming over at the beginning of September to Bern Fantastic. for the world premiere of that piece. So, Fantastic. Yeah, we wrote it together. Brilliant. Absolutely delighted and thrilled. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I know it's been a sad time for Martin as well with the passing of Dennis Cahill. Yeah. Uh, very, very sad and for the music community. Yeah. Um, and in the after that, just have you anything in the long term at the moment? Are you working on a long term project? Long term project. I do have um, the seeds of my third album are so. My second album was I recorded it in the in the pandemic. Yeah. And I thought I have to be creative, or you know, or else I'm just going to go mad. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people did go mad, and uh, you know, just to to really show up. So my my second album was called Celtic Rituals, and I kind of I do know where I want to go with the third one. I'm very drawn to nature. Look at this beautiful tree that we're sitting under. And, you know, I feel this kind of presence from the trees and and the gift of air that they give us. And so I found it going in uh, that direction of one of my, yeah, one of the pieces from my album is called Kaliach the Ground, which is the tree witch. And I named all the all the Irish trees Asquelga in Irish right. and went through that and that I think that's sort of the seed to become a whole other album okay. so maybe for each song but it's that's that's a long term thing that's well I mean I'll, I'll have to get you know behind it and, and but after the Martin Hayes project um, 
I have a little bit of space right. apart from all my you know 25 cello students and the kids orchestra that I do and, I, and an adults orchestra that I conduct <laughs> and a Kelly band that I have on the road okay. and uh, apart from and okay. being a mother go back, <laughs> go back to the Kelly band and the yeah. reason I want to go back to that yeah. is because I know Sharon Shannon's in Cian at the moment Oh, I think she was. Yeah, okay. the CM Festival. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, uh, so, Switzerland and the Irish culture and the Celtic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that festival is particularly strong. There's an appreciation yes. for Celtic music. There is an appreciation. Everybody loves it. I mean, if you want to get people to show up, you put Irish music, Celtic music, and it's it's really there is. I think you know there is a Celtic culture also. Saint Gall, Saint Gallen, uh, one of the countries. So he was an Irish monk and it went through you know it's not completely uh, different right and Switzerland is a crossroads anyway in Europe if you're going anywhere up or down or left or right you have to kind of go through Switzerland so right. so it is a kind of a crossroads um, but there is a big appreciation yes for good, Irish good, culture yeah. I'm going to let you go because I know you have a busy schedule ahead of you Lena, it's been fantastic meeting chatting with you thank you so uh, much I'm delighted yeah. if anyone wants to find you out there in the worldwide web yeah. where do they find you so my website is theCelticCello.com yeah. and my project on Facebook is The Celtic Cello on Instagram The Celtic Cello so please That's follow the best thing me yeah. keep it down to one, one well, uh, if branding I, yeah now if I said clean and yeah, then yeah, nobody would care or far, well uh, you know too yeah. hard so The Celtic Cello you'll Good find me Thanks a million. Thanks a million.